God is with you. Let us pray. God of debts forgiven, you call to account our hunger for power. You disturb hierarchies which crush the weak. Break the vicious cycles of revenge and domination that we might look to the one whose mercy never ends. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. I have three boys, and in a house with three boys, there is a lot of bumping and hitting, jumping and falling, hurting and apologizing. The other day I came into the room with my one-year-old slapping the five-year-old and the five-year-old started to yell and get mad at the one-year-old. And I tried to tell him that he's just a baby and doesn't understand what's going on. But the five-year-old yelled back and said, He keeps hitting me with the implied, What am I supposed to do? How much of this am I supposed to take? How many times... Should I forgive? Today we get stories of brothers and forgiveness. First, there is a story of Joseph and his brothers. Remember Joseph, the son of Jacob, the favorite son, the one who had the supposedly coat of many colors. Joseph was tossed into a well by his brothers, and then they sold him into slavery. Joseph goes down to Egypt and climbs the social ladder until he becomes one of Pharaoh's advisors. During a drought, the brothers come to Egypt to beg for food. And later they bring their father, Jacob, down with them. There's a big reconnection. Joseph is with Jacob and his brothers. And then Jacob dies. And today we then we get this scene from today. His brothers are worried. They're worried that now that the dad is dead, that Jacob or Joseph will seek his revenge. But Joseph forgives them. It's a nice story of brotherly love. Flash forward a thousand years or so, and Jesus and his disciples are out on the Palestinian countryside. Jesus is giving his followers some advice on getting along. And Peter asks, how many times should I forgive? Like seven times? Jesus answers, not seven times, but 77 times. As if that weren't hard enough, Jesus quickly transitions this dialogue from forgiveness within the Christian community, that is, forgiveness in intimate personal settings, to forgiveness in a fiscal setting. Forgiveness of debts. He tells this parable. A man owes his master 10,000 talents. Now, pause right there. 
already we know this is hyperbole, right? This is a crazy like story to prove a point. We know this because 10,000 talents is an absurd amount of money. One talent was worth the equivalent of 20 years of work. 10,000 talents would be 200,000 years of labor. That's 60 million working days. The sum would be close to $3.5 billion. It's an enormous sum. The slave owes this to the master, right? And the, the master, the owner, is generous towards the slave. Generous in saying, oh, this guy who owes me this absurd sum, I just want his him and his family to be sold. Not that that would pay off the debt, but he would finally be rid of that slave. But after a little sweet talking, the slave convinces the master to give him a chance. So this, then the master does, and the slave goes to another slave, one who owed the first slave three months' work, or something around $6,000 in today's money. The first slave gets so mad at the guy who only owes $6,000 that he throws him in jail. Then the master, the owner, hears about this and hands the first slave over to be tortured. By shifting the parable from personal effects to financial systems, Jesus clarifies the ways in which our moral ideas of salvation and liberation are inextricably linked to systemic inequality. We can't claim to love our neighbors while perpetuating injustices that impede their health and well-being. Financial inequity is not peripheral to the Jesus way. It is central in Jesus' teaching, central even to the prayer that Jesus taught us. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, some of us have been taught that prayer in different ways. As a kid, when I was Presbyterian, I thought of it as debts. That's how I learned it, debts and debtors. And then I went to Catholic school and everybody said, forgive us our transgressions. Forgive us our trespasses. And I was like, what is this? Why are they saying it differently? Well, the reason is that Matthew's account uses debts and Luke uses sins, transgressions, trespasses. In any case, forgiveness of debts is central to Jesus's teaching. It is central because debts have power over us. They keep us up at night. They keep us from doing things we would like to do, from loving God and neighbor with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind. Debts can consume us. For example, take Haiti. Under French rule, the little half an island produced three quarters of the world's sugar. Three quarters of the world's sugar and 60% of the coffee consumed by France and Britain. 
It also accounted for one-third of the entire African slave trade. In 1804, there was a slave rebellion that led to Haitian independence from France. And then in 1825, France demanded Haiti compensate France for its losses. In exchange for French recognition of Haiti as a sovereign republic, France demanded payment of 150 million francs and a 50% discount for the French on Haitian goods. This is an enormous sum. And over time, Haiti paid about $21 billion, which is not to say it settled that debt. In fact, Haiti is still crippled by debt, but that's a deeper conversation. Today, Haiti is one of the most densely populated and least developed countries in the world. 80% of its residents live in poverty. Haiti has never recovered from that debt. Whether it's the debt of a nation or student loans, debt can grow and grow and grow until it consumes us. Financial debt liberation is a way of showing the love of God in our lives. Financial liberation is symbolic of the spiritual liberation of God's grace. In this moral universe, we are all in debt. We are all complicit in the suffering of others. We all fall short of what we can and should do to make God's kingdom real for each and every child of God. We are part of a deeply and intimately woven fabric that connects us to family, friends, the land, the air, the plants, the animals, the water that flows over and through us all, the universe continually expanding through all space, and our connection there stretches through all time. Where seven becomes 77, and crippling debt becomes beloved freedom that continues to spread. Amidst that eternal fabric, it is the grace of God that liberates us from our oppressive indebtedness, that transforms us from nameless debtors to beloved members of the family of God, in which we move easily effortlessly closer to one another and to God with a joy defined by grace and forgiveness. Amen. the mustard seed this week is to forgive. You can forgive something huge, something really important that cripples you at night, or you can forgive something that is small. Someone taking your parking space, someone calling you at a difficult time. But this week, try to forgive. Make it a practice to forgive. Have a great week.
with trust and hope, we turn our hearts to God in prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth, and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute. For prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. We pray for all the victims of the fires this week and for all the firefighters and first responders who are out there risking their lives uh, to fight these fires. May they all pass and be protected. And for UCSB, for all of these we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully Grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive. Against us and do this time to temptation. 